Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> what else you got on there? <laughs> That is horrifying. Wow. Those are super scary sound effects, aren't they? Super scary. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the After Buzz podcast. My name is Nico Ajimian. I'm your host of the After Buzz, and of course with me is Buzz Adams. Hello. Hey, Buzz. How you doing? Fantastic. How was your trip to Oklahoma? Uneventful. Good. Weather was beautiful. Oh, yeah? Really nice weather. Like, not too hot, not too cold? Just Perfect. Just right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to have you back. I'm sure everybody would agree with me as well. I have two things I wanted to talk about today. Sure. Um, One, well, how about this? Uh, You get to pick, okay? Either we talk about people's nightmarish Ouija board stories (laughs) or movies people walked out on because they were so lame. I'm I'm good with either of those. Here are these Ouija board stories. All right. Uh, There are a couple of Ouija board stories that people posted on BuzzFeed, and they all share the same thing. They're creepy as hell. All right. This one goes, my friend and I were in our teens when we did this. Do you think think we need to describe for anybody what what a Ouija board is? Um, Yeah, maybe there's some people who aren't familiar. O-U-I-J-A. Those Mm -hmm. are the French and German words for yes. We, oui. oui. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, interesting. And it's made by Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers. It's a board game. Uh, yes, it was a trademark uh, from Parker Brothers. So it's not like this thing goes back to the Middle Ages or antiquity or anything. It it started off as a board game, and uh, sure, people claim that it opened some kind of portal to hell <laughs> or can bring in demons. I'm not even sure. They that made a lot of horror movies about Ouija boards. Called Ouija. I yeah. Think. I'm not sure that they even used anything as a basis for the Ouija board. I, like, I don't think there's anything in demonology or in uh, the occult necessarily. Is there? Well, you know, it, it did uh, come into existence. The first Ouija board was in 1890 and that just happened to coincide with a a nationwide craze for spiritualism and talking to ghosts and having seances and things like that. That was a big, like, uh, you know, social gathering. You would have a seance and all your friends get together. Kind of a fad. Yeah. You know, that lasted a couple of decades. So you put your hands on this thing called a planchette and you ask questions to supposedly the spirits or ghosts around and, they will presumably move the planchette to either letters or a yes or no for the yes or no questions, right? 
Well, some of the Ouija boards, I guess they can vary, but yeah, they usually have a yes or a no, and the planchette will move if you ask it a yes/no question. It's supposed to move to the thing. So, have you ever played with one before? No, 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 no. Do you do that just because? <laughs> because uh, growing up at a pretty oh strict. Well, what if I got a? What if I got one? Would you do it? Uh, you know, do you why actually... take any? Why, do you, why take any chance? Because you don't believe in this crap. I certainly don't. <laughs> But in case I'm wrong, I don't want to leave the door wide open for a demon. You know what? This is great. I am totally bringing in one for Halloween, and we're going to have to play a game. Mm. Okay. Uh, let me get into this story real quick. But but a Ouija board is an effective tool for spiritualism about as much as a magic eight ball is. Right. <laughs> and I'm not even sure what they've determined makes it move. I um, think it's the mini- minimal like um, vibrations that you and the other person create. Well, I, I know a lot of it gets put on. You know, somebody is either doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. uh, or doing it uh, subconsciously. Like the hands are moving, mm-hmm. and it, somehow it's some kind of uh, motor response. Okay, this person wrote in. My mother and her little sister had recently moved into a new house, an old Victorian built in the eighteen nineties. Okay. About as old as the Ouija board itself. This was the late 60s, and Ouija boards were all the rage. So they contacted a spirit who called herself Mrs. Moon, and she told them she lived in the house and that her husband had died of a heart attack after their only son died in World War I. God, that must have taken forever to get all that out. She goes on. Mrs. Moon then said she took on boarders at the house. She seemed friendly, but it freaked my mom and her sister out. So they went to the library and the public records office and found everything Mrs. Moon was proved correct. Everything she had said (laughs) was proved correct. Okay. Flash forward to the 80s. My parents bought the house for my grandparents, and I ended up growing there too. I always felt the presence, even when alone. Things would move around, which made no sense. It wasn't until I was 15 my mom explained that all the weird things we experienced were because Mrs. Moon. She was the benevolent spirit that lived there. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, let me play some. Yeah, some spooky sounds. <laughs> nice person wrote in, I refuse to even touch a Ouija board, but an ex of mine and a couple of friends used one when I was there. They decided to go to an old graveyard in our town. Knowing it was a bad idea, I only went (laughs) to make sure they were all right. They started using the Ouija board, and I felt everything was wrong. I could sense all the spirits around us. I tried Hmm. to get them to stop, but nope, they wouldn't until my ex asked the entities to show themselves. And then I saw three different things. A dark figure, an older woman, and a child. One of my friends saw them as well, and immediately we needed to say goodbye before something happened. I guess that's one of the things you're supposed to do is like you're supposed to close the Ouija board out. I wonder if there were three other people who have that exact same story of seeing three people in a graveyard, but it was the other three people. (laughs) (laughs) We saw them. We saw them. Right. Well, we, I, I, I obviously, you know, I don't give a lot of credence to these kind of anecdotal stories. We need to do it ourselves. 
All right, this next person wrote in, I had a sleepover in eighth grade for Halloween while we were watching The Pit and the Pendulum. That's a movie? Well, I guess they must must turn it into a movie mm. at some point. Well, me and my good friend started using the Ouija board. The spirit we asked told us we were speaking to an evil spirit named Tom. Then the planchette started going on its own with nobody touching. What, really? Nobody even had their hands on him. And then my friend got a full-on gushing bloody nose. We stopped for the night. But after that, items in my my room would move around. I made my mom burn the Ouija board after that. About 15 years later, a coworker was going to play with her Ouija board, and I told her about the night and the name of my friend, and the board answered correctly. Do, do you want to hear what a uh, neurologist says is, is going on when the planchette moves around? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so this is uh, Professor of Neurology Terrence Hines in a book that came out in 2003 called Pseudoscience of the Paranormal, wrote... The planchette is guided by unconscious muscular exertions, like those responsible for table movement. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, in both cases, the illusion of the object, the table or the planchette, is moving under its own control, is often extremely powerful and sufficient to convince many people that spirits are truly at work. The unconscious muscle movements responsible for the Ouija board phenomenon are examples of a class of phenomenon called a disassociative state. Hmm. A disassociative state is one in which consciousness is somehow divided or cut off from some aspects of the individual's normal cognitive motor or sensory functions. That's all very interesting, but that that even that sounds kind of like magic to me. <laughs> you know, the way your brain works and processes that. Yeah. Well, and look, if you put your hand out straight, nobody can keep their hand perfectly Still, you'll have some type of vibrations in them, some type of unconscious little movements. And I think that's what they're talking about are these little tiny micro movements that your hands, you know, can make. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also, I think there's there are some jokers that are just moving around to, Maybe that to gas the other people, you know. Yeah, Tom's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom was the ghost. All right, this person has a good one. They write, my mom, I guess this one's British. My mom had one. She and my dad weren't getting on as well as they had been previously. She and some friends had a Ouija party, and it indicated my father was having an affair with our neighbor, which... The the Ouija board said that. ...turned out to be true. For the next six months, though, we had a playful spirit in the house. It terrified the kids. The local parish priest even held an exorcism, and we never saw him again. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my friend got one one time. What'd you do? Go to Toys R Us and just buy one? Yes. But <laughs> we we looked online. Toys R Us said they had one in stock. We drive to the Toys R Us. We go uh, to the section. It's not there. We just can't find it. Okay. We ask the store manager, where's your Ouija board? He goes, I know I, we have one. We He goes around to the entire, all the aisles. We look everywhere for this Ouija board. Turns out. It's behind some random items that's not even in the game board section. So we were lucky to find the last one. <laughs> that was a big spiritual moment for us. Okay. Finding it. We and were meant to we find meant- it. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's this abandoned house. If you go all the way down Pelicano towards the east side, eventually it goes into like a dirt, dirt road and then it's just desert. But there is an old abandoned property. 
Where is this? Pelicano. East side, you just go straight down before okay. it hits the desert. There's this old abandoned property that you can tell kids have just been out there to either like a party or barn. Yeah, there's tons stuff. of graffiti inside. But it's two stories. They 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 built the full, whole full frame of concrete of a house. How old would you say this? Well, if it's out on that far on Pelicano, it must be fairly new. I'd say within the last 20 years yeah, probably. Right. But, you know, you can tell people have been out there and uh, there's no lights. There's literally zero. So, but we went out there and it was – it's freaky as hell, man. And yeah. that is one place where we played with it and it did seem like it was moving on its own. And we're like, do you have a name? And it's like, yes. What's your name? And it spells out E G no, E-D-G-A-R. You're like, Edgar? E-D-G-A-R. Edgar. Edgar. Like, Edgar? <laughs> was uh, was one of your friends Iggy? No. Okay. No, it wasn't. Right? That would have been funny because <laughs> his real name is Edgar. Yeah. It's funny that you remember that. Um, all right. I'm just curious if anybody else has some interesting Ouija experiences. If you do, let us know. I wouldn't even play uh, Stiff as a Board, Light as a Feather when I was a kid. That's the one where... Uh, okay, so this is how it was played. You'd be at a sleepover if there were enough kids. So you, one person would be the 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 board, and you would lay and you would try and lay, you know, uh, straight on the ground. And I guess your friends are supposed to get around you and only put their fingertips on your body, and you chant, uh, "Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board." And at some point, the body raises up, but of course, that's you know, because you've got your hands on it and it's, uh, it's the sensation of going up. You're not really going up or are you? I, I mean, I've never seen a convincing video where it's like, wait, a minute, wait that's wait, not physically but you possible. Wouldn't play the, with the, your I, friends because you would, or you were too worried about it being demonic. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, buzz. Had you ever heard of that one before? No. Well, when is the first time anybody ever told you about the like bloody Mary bloody Mary in the school bathroom. Yeah, I was probably like, yeah, I was ten probably. Yeah, right. And that one scared me. Were you willing to do it though? No. Mm-mm. People say, well, if you're if you're such a skeptic, would you sleep in a haunted house like a creepy old house? I'm like, uh, probably not because creepy old houses also have creepy things like rats. Yeah, and, there's other reasons why they're creepy. You know, uh, drug addicts <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> I I'm not just gonna go out of my way to sleep in a right. In a house, unless I know that it's, you know, safe from non-occult things. But as far as the occult deal, I wouldn't be worried about it one bit. Like, if I found the perfect dream home, and they, and said, they said in the 20s, somebody been was haunted. a murder here, and it's definitely been haunted, I'm like, mm. if it was a good enough deal. I like this house. Yeah, I'm in. Now, what Whatever. if things start happening, like the electricity is always getting blown out? Or I would say that th- this story had really gotten into my head, and I would analyze it rationally and say, you know, you heard all this stuff, and it is creepy. You know, older houses make noises, and they settle, and uh, there's all kinds of things going, and there can be uh, anomalous cold spots. It's just how old houses I are. Think- if I started f- noticing things, I, I would try to maintain my perspective on it. And composure. Say, yeah, yeah, right. I think people underestimate how much their brain can play tricks on them. Like I find that stuff way more interesting than a ghost done it. Like how your brain convinces yeah. you. So, you know, I worked the night shift at a hospital and we would have to take uh, bodies to the morgue. And I remember just taking a dead body to the morgue at night. And it was really dark sometimes in like the, 
the hallways. Or I think it, it would have a psychological become, yeah, it's just effect. A psych- you're, all, you're just by yourself. You're just thinking, oh my God, I'm here with these people. And you're just creating right. how, scenarios. How often are, are most people in a room with a, with a corpse? Alone. But, right. Not very often. No. So you're automatically going to be playing I'm sure that if you did it long enough, you'd get used to it. Like if you're a morgue worker, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. just like. I think there's a desensitization that. that goes on. Yeah, yeah. But if it were a first time deal and I was in a room, you know, with a, with a corpse, I, I think it would probably have some kind of psychological effect on me, but I would also take that into account. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just heard a creepy noise. Well, you know, I guess it could be a ghost, but it also could be. Uh, the attic fan turning on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. It could be any number of things. Well, let us know if you have any Ouija stories for us to tell before Halloween starts. Next, next week, week, we're going to be talking about the legend of Battleship. Just another board game. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to risk it and right. miss this Playing one. with a Ouija board is about as spooky as playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah. <laughs> Both Parker Brothers products. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Not just ladies and gentlemen, you. You, the one listening yeah, right now. Yeah, that's right. You. We take, try and make a very personal, personal relationship. Yeah, talking to you. We appreciate it. Don't forget, always, Tuesdays and Thursdays, to listen to the After Buzz podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to listen to the Buzz Adams Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. on 95.5 KLQ. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.